Welcome to Take Another Look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo with a genuine conversation about what's missing from the human connection. Let's join Melanie and Gerda now. Hi there. Welcome, welcome to Take Another Look podcast. I'm host Melanie Tadio Malo and joined by my incredible co-host. Gerda Felix. Hey Gerda, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Melanie. How are you? I'm so excited. Another episode today on Take Another Look, where we see you fully. I'm so excited. Our topic today is... Hmm. Queen Charlotte, a Bridget and Story, episode five. Oh my gosh, wow. And there's six in this series, yes? Yes. My it's goodness, where's the time gone? I know you've watched this many, many times. And... As I'm, this is my first time going through the series. I tell you, it's pretty exciting. A lot of emotions, good, bad, the other. But I am excited to hear your perspective on episode five. So please, let's get to it. Mm, episode five, <laughs> Gardens in Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I think because the episodes have been very emotional we've gone up and down and up and down and we needed to have some type of humor Mm -hmm. in order for us to release a little bit because if not we might have we might be broken or we might have break for that reason because it's been it's been very emotional yes So episode five, Gardens in Bloom, it opens on an opera. We see, we hear the opera singer, and then we see her, and then we see Countess Bridgerton with Lady Denbury on one side, and we see Queen Charlotte on the other side. Of course, we are in present day because we also hear Lady Whistledown. And we know that Lady Whistledown is only in present day. So this is, this is what we are seeing. We're seeing them, those ladies, in present day. One thing that is very prominent, apart from friendships, loneliness. Yes, I thought it was very powerful as they were all shown individually. Mm-hmm. Together, but individually. Looking. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And what this episode, there's some heat as well. <laughs> and, and now we are feeling it with the ladies. <laughs> you explain, Gerda, do you explain? I think our audience who may not have seen it yet may be wondering, what do you mean? Well, for example, we will talk about the loneliness that is being felt by Lady Denbury. Mm. Remember, we are in present day. Lady Denbury, the way she feels it, she goes back in time, remembering her when she was younger, the things that she's had to endure, and then what brought her, that's the way that she, you can see it shown. The Viscountess, Viscountess Bridgerton is different because she's remembering the time that she had with her husband. And then she's feeling the loneliness of being not with him any longer, that he's no longer there. What is a woman to do? (laughs) You know, because... So we're seeing this with her and we're also seeing it with, with Queen Charlotte also being worried about the king. Yes. And this is something that she has gone through all her life. So you have one lady whose life is the same from beginning to now because she's Queen Charlotte has always worried, has always been the one you know, worrying about the king. The king is still alive and she's going through that, and, but she's very, very much alone. And that's what I was going to say. The loneliness has been since the wedding. 
really, truly, even probably, probably prior to that, but it was very evident from that day forward that loneliness part was there. There was other elements of happiness and joy, mm-hmm. etc. But there always seemed to be that sense of loneliness. Yes. Yes. So you have the loneliness that you go through within a marriage. You have the loneliness that you go through after a marriage. You have the loneliness you go you go through when the marriage was good. Yeah. And the loneliness that you go through when the marriage was not good. Yeah, that is a lot. Mm-hmm. And I thought the conversations that they had between Lady Denbury and Viscountess Bridgerton, beautiful conversations, very raw conversations, very frank conversations. And I think, unfortunately, we as women, we don't have that those kind of conversations enough. Why do you think that is so, Gerda? Why back then was it okay when things were so prim and proper? But nowadays, we don't have those conversations when things are a little bit more freer. Because hmm. in a way, sex is still taboo. Mm. <laughs> okay? Although we think we have become so liberal, mm-hmm. sex, the subject of sex is still very taboo. True. And the way we've been made feel for us to feel about it, it has an effect on us even to this day. That's a very good point. Perhaps if we talked about gardening and what blossoming, maybe it'd be easier, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I do not know the answer to that, but I felt that it was important. And I felt that they also, you know, bring that subject very well mm-hmm. because it is something important for us to discuss and for them to discuss as well. Definitely. So of course the subject, the theme of loneliness is at the forefront of in this episode, which also bring us to friendship as well, because at least, you know, it's important to have at least one person that you can have those conversations with. You know, for me, I always say even I don't necessarily talk about those conversations often, but I have friends that I talk to about those conversations and I am free with them to talk to them about those conversations. And I think it's important. Mm -hmm. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, when you were talking about friendship, I'm thinking of the scene where, uh, I know it's later on in the episode, I know we'll probably talk about it, but when... Charlotte and Lady Danbury come together and that friendship that they thought well at least Charlotte thought was there Lady Danbury had seen it differently but then they reconnect because they need they both need that friend so friendship is definitely throughout this entire episode for sure yes and I think (laughs) that's a good point and I think the fact that you bring that now I'll also say I think it's the same with Lady Danbury and Viscountess Bridgerton Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay, so moving forward, we hear of George's treatment. We hear of his screams. Thank goodness we don't see them, but we hear them. And this almost feels like an echo throughout this episode. You know that he's being seen by Dr. The Dreadful Doctor. Mm, Yeah, it was like, no name. (laughs) (laughs) But it also feels like, it almost felt like an echo, uh, not an echo, a chorus. You know, there's, we're we're going through different things and then the chorus comes and it's George screaming because of his treatment. That's what it felt like to me because we don't see, we don't really see him with the doctor as he's being treated. I felt that it kind of underlined the whole pain everybody was feeling mm-hmm. during this episode. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right, it did chorus. It kind of tied it all together. And yet I was like, every time I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, because there was a lot of pain in this episode. Mm-hmm. The pain of Lady Denbury losing her husband. Although, as she said, it didn't matter how many times that I wished for it, now that it came, 
I don't even know who to be. Yes. I am brand new. I am brand new. And then she realized her own situation. It changed drastically. Exactly. Yes. And this is another theme that is very important because it doesn't matter. We might not be well in the situation that we are in, but if we are not planning for the next situation, when the next situation comes, we will not know what to do. And sometimes be worse off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So That's the I, thing of the grass looks greener on the other side, right? <laughs> yeah. So hmm. Lady Denbury's husband passed away. She's faced with the realization of her new reality. Oh, now, visit of the physician. When Charlotte is forced, they come and visit Charlotte and they brought the physician with them. Mm-hmm. And although she didn't want to, but obviously she didn't have a choice. When they heard she was with tra- child, mm-hmm. they congratulated one another. Yes. I thought that was it. They had part of it, right? <laughs> I was like, well, congratulations, <laughs> Princess Augusta. And then, well, the congratulation needs to go to you, Lord View. And I'm thinking, what did it do? Exactly. <laughs> did they participate in this act? <laughs> Does anything to Charlotte? No. Which is another situation. You know, it's like the, the people who are in the midst of this, they don't get nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no congratulations, no celebration. It was just, yeah, you did your job. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you did the job. Yes, yes. (laughs) Very interesting. So she's pregnant, but Charlotte is pregnant and very much alone. Mm -hmm. What a time. This is supposed to be a happy, joyful time, but yet she's solo. Yes, yes. And she writes to her husband. She doesn't hear from him. Mm. She's alone. And what did she do? She asked for the help of her brother. What I find really interesting too, though, uh, that she doesn't realize what's happening and why he's not responding to the letters. And I think this is really, really important because I think, again, after the last episode where we saw the other side of George and what he was feeling and struggling with, we're more aware there's now two sides, right? So yes, her loneliness is evident in her letters and not hearing anything back, but yet we don't, she doesn't realize what we see is happening, all the treatments he's undergoing, all these things that he's doing and the fear he's feeling of becoming a father. So I think that's also very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what was she told? Why is it that her husband is not responding to her? Like, what did they tell her? Well, again, just... Yeah, no, I don't know. Like nothing, nothing was really said. They're trying to keep everything quiet, quiet, right? Yes, yes. So, so she has to guess. She has to create <laughs> yes. stories. Yes. He must not love me. He must be angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that she calls for her brother's help. <laughs> and the brother comes. And what yes. did it do? Well, basically, he did absolutely nothing, you know, and it's like, you have to do this. It's all your responsibility. It lays in your hands. Forget how you're feeling. <laughs> exactly. Because your body is not, your, not your own. own. It is now belongs to the crown. <laughs> that change in the year that we are now in 2023 as a woman, did that change? No. Uh, you know. Even though we are not carrying kings and queens, but you know, we that hasn't changed. It's yes, the same. For sure. You know, I also found it interesting, the brother, there was no emotional connection. Although he was saying he was doing what was best for her originally when the, he, he signed the paperwork for the marriage. Now he's totally distanced. You you have to do this. You owe it to us. It's not about her anymore. It's about 
what's in it for him and the countries and all that. It's pressure, the pressure. There's no compassion for her emotions of what she's feeling, the loneliness, the fear, any of that. I think, and I could be wrong, I think sometimes, depending on some cultures, when you have, you know, because he kept saying, you know, the deal that I made, it was a very good deal for you. Mm-hmm. So then you've done, you've made the deal and you believe that you've done what you needed to do for this, for your sister to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So now, unless you are being mistreated, because, you know, as a brother, I, I still care about that. Well, this is your life. But she was being mistreated in a way that she was lonely, right? So yes, she's but she, calling but it for she help. Say anything. That's the thing. That's the other thing. She couldn't say anything. So yes. is, is, he, is he hurting you? No. So what's wrong? Nothing. Just that I'm not happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I see. I see. Yeah. But you know, like, I don't think he could have done anything. Although this time I felt like he was a little bit more human with her because when they, they hugged, so he was more human with her because I remember when he left her there after the wedding, he said, uh, my queen, okay, I, I wish, I pray that you are with, with child very soon. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> there was no hug, nothing. His job was time, done. I'm out of here, yeah. <laughs> this time, at least there, there was that part. And he showed some concerns about the fact that, you know, were, are you being mistreated? So at least I can give him that. But I believe that when he did what he did, he believed that he did the best that he could. And now it's for her to do what she's supposed to do. So sometimes when you are between a rock and a hard place, you have to come to a decision. And this decision will not be the best, perhaps, but this is the decision that you have to live with. Fair enough. Yep, that's true. But that's what I, I believe. And when, what else could she have done? So she called on her brother because she wanted to go home, could not do that. And then the next person she went to was Lady Denbury. But before we go to that, Gerda, I, I found it really interesting because when she was writing the letters to her husband and then to her brother, mm-hmm. Reynolds, Reynolds and uh, Grimsby were talking, oh, because they read the letter, Brinsley read the letter to her brother. Well, send it because they had faith that the brother wouldn't come and step in. They knew and allow this to happen. I think that's really, really important because I think both Brinsley and Reynolds were concerned for the queen and for the king, but yet knew that everything would fall the way it needed to. I don't know if Brimsley knew. Really? No, I don't know if Brimsley knew. I, I think I think that Reynolds might have known because, you know, when he said, because Brimsley was, was asking Reynolds, well, what do you, what am I to do with the letter? Mm-hmm. And then I remember what Reynolds said, you asking me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is important. I want you to understand this is what's going to happen. Yeah, if you don't, if the king doesn't step up. Right? And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Reynolds said, well, then send it. Mm-hmm. So, whether both whether Reynolds really know, I don't know, but I think if there was one person to know, Reynolds would have been the person to know what was going to happen. Right. Okay. But I don't think Brim, Brimsley, I don't think Brimsley did. Because if he did, would he be so worried that the letter was going to her brother? Maybe I think. Because Brinsley asked for the, what's best for the queen, and he saw how much she was hurting, how lonely she was. So perhaps he acted out of that. But I think maybe you're right. It's true. Maybe she didn't feel confident. I think he was just looking out for her best interest. But I, he could have gone in a totally different way if he had acted differently, the brother, right? So, anyways, yeah. go on to Lady Danbury, please. <laughs> yeah, but but he, so here's the thing. At one point, Brinsley did say to Charlotte. Uh, um, how did he say that? You cannot leave. You cannot leave England. 
He said that to, to her. Mm. So that's why I'm thinking, well, he probably did not know that she couldn't leave anyway. That's why he had this conversation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. So then when she saw that her brother was not going to do anything, well, who's the next person to go to? I'm going to go to my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think, this is what I think in that moment, Charlotte did, really did not realize what that meant for her to be queen. Mm. That's what I think. Because so her brother told her something, you know, well, <laughs> you are carrying the crown. I cannot take you anywhere. Yeah. Okay. So please understand this. You, your body does not belong to you. You are hearing this. This is huge. And I don't think mm-hmm. she got it. Okay. I, I, I think she heard it, but I didn't think she got it. Okay. Even when he said to her, well, it's kidnapping. That's what yes, he said. exactly. And I think that's why when Charlotte had gone to Lady Danbury's place, everybody's like, treason, treason. Yes. She, you know, <laughs> yes. Because for Charlotte, she came to a friend. Mm-hmm. Well, for Lady Denbury, I'm still one of your subjects. Subjects, exactly. Not a friend. Yeah. Right? It's not the same, although we would want it to be the same. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the protocol of a society. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you are friend, like I believe that Brimsley and King George are friends. But okay. even in being friends, there's still a product protocol that you have to follow. And Brimsley or Reynolds? It, sorry, just to be clear. No, sorry, Reynolds. Reynolds, Reynolds yes. is friends with the king. Yeah. Okay. And I believe they are friends. Okay. But even with friends, there's still a protocol that you have to follow. follow that if yeah. you don't, you can be beheaded. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. They're crossing that line. It's like, yes. yeah. Yes. And that's hard to mm-hmm. always keep that balance. And I think that's why the relationship between Grimsley and Reynolds was a very hard one. Mm-hmm. Because I cannot tell you anything. Because I carry with me the secret of the crown. Yes. It doesn't matter how how close we are doesn't matter what relationship we have I cannot tell you anything therefore I cannot help you and that must have been really hard on their relationship because again this is somebody you trust and like what do you mean but loyalty comes first to the king yes and I think in this day and age that we live now we don't understand this many people do not understand it because it's the same thing with Lady Danbury and Viscountess Bridgerton, mm-hmm. okay? Lady Danbury, of course, I'll talk about it now because we also see that eventually Lady Danbury had an affair, let's say, with Lord Ledger. Yes. Lord Ledger, <laughs> okay? Because she was lonely yes. after her husband passed. <sighs> So the loneliness had brought her to ramblings with Lord Ledger. And with him, what I find very interesting interesting and frustrating. So as they rambled, (laughs) as they rambled together and they're learning about each other, they're having great conversations. And now they're sitting down and they're talking and he says, what is not there? And she says, well, my parents are not there and she, my social status is soon to be revoked or something like this. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, and your husband? And she said, I would not put him with things that, you know, are not there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then so, and then so the question to what is there? Rambles are there. I am there. He had the goal to say, I am there. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Two minutes have not passed when he was the one who who was going to initiate a kiss Mm -hmm. and remove himself from the kiss. Exactly. So how is he there? Not there. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's why I'm frustrated with frustrated with Lord Ledger because I'm like, okay, seriously, you you I am there, and then you had a chance to kiss the lady. You removed yourself, and then after you went back, and then you remove yourself again. How are mm-hmm. you? Yeah. How are you? How are you there? So I, think, I blame um, him. Okay, in that situation, I have to just think out loud here okay so he's married we know that he's intrigued by lady danbury he's found something that perhaps he's not seeing in his own marriage it's wrong i'm not saying it's right but i think you know from the entire series he's not um very happy in his marriage by the what is seemed right he's not no he's not he's not used but yet teasing and really stirring up the emotions of lady danbury not right but yet I think he's also trying to sort out his own head. <laughs> yes, but here's the thing. And maybe because I put men on a, on a, how do you say that? I put men on a higher level in a sense. And this is the level that, that what I want to say. It's not because I think they're better or they're stronger. No. Or what, and in fact, they are stronger in different ways. But I put them in... In a certain pedestal. Okay. And I'll tell you where this is for me. It's an issue. And again, it's because as a Christian, because I have my Christian background, if the man is to lead, and as a leader, you need to take care of the people that you are leading. Yes, true, very true. Okay, so if you are leading, you are leading women, okay, you are leading your wife, you are leading your children. You, you need to be a little bit more careful of the their feelings. Yes, absolutely. Of course. So in that sense, I didn't think that he took responsibility from for what he did. I the fact that he had feelings for her, I can understand because yeah. especially his wife, like you know, the way they showed her, she wasn't a good person. No, exactly. But regardless. This is and this is an issue that I have. Regardless, don't go and talk about your wife to another woman. Mm-hmm. Please don't do that. No, no, yeah, for sure. You know, since you are rambling, talk talk to God. <laughs> talk, talk to the yes, yes. <laughs> don't go and talk about your wife to another. And that I have problem with because there's a lot of men who does that. It's true. Yes. Even to this day. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's an issue. And then you initiate something. And then after that, you just remove yourself without any care of the world, especially a woman who just lost her husband, husband who's been yeah. lonely and sad. And now yeah, I'm there, but no, I'm not there. Yeah. And that frustrated me. Mm-hmm. And this is something that is very common. It's very common. Yeah, of course. I want the cake and eat it. You want your cake and eat it too statement, right? Like again, I, you know, I have my family, but I like that. It looks much better. And yet you don't give her whole heart. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody has feelings. Mm-hmm. We all have feelings. But I think we need to be a little bit more mindful with the feelings that, I, that we have, especially when we're not so, when we are taken true very very true because nothing like he could have why didn't he meet with her outside and bring her the 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 crown (laughs) why did he have to come to her house Mm. why didn't he give it to carl right and then Here's the thing that he did was even worse for me. You're coming to say you're not, you are no longer going to come. And then you come with your daughter. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. It was very confusing for everybody involved, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, when I, when it was that part, I called him all the words that I could think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm, yeah, no. So for me, this is this is the issue. It's like, as a leader, and I've said this to people that I've led, to people who were, I've said this to my assistant managers, I've said this to people that I, you know, that I 
that who were under my tutelage, mm -hmm. I always say, when you are leading people, you have to be very mindful because just the fact that you are leading, people see you in a different view. Yes. Which means even if they didn't want to do certain things with you because you have that leadership role, they will feel that they don't have a choice yes. even to this day. Mm -hmm. So that's why you have to be very mindful and very careful with people who are serving you or people that you are leading. Yes. So yeah, there's that part. So let, let him go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Move on. <laughs> the solicitor came with bad news. Oh, yes. <laughs> because there was no precedent. And he said that. Mm -hmm. There is no precedent. Usually in this kind of things, this would be passed down to the next, the next child. Well, did you know I have a child? Yeah, but this is not what it says here. Mm. Because of course, we are giving you, because we're, we're, we, are, we are doing an experiment. Parents, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. We, and we're only thinking it as far as it serves us, because... Mm -hmm serves us to say we want everybody in the town to be the same and then you know black white people from different colors all to be the same it yes. serves us to say that because we want to look like we have diversity and inclusion mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> but we are not giving you the same benefits that we are giving to the people who were considered and still consider higher than you yes so there's no precedent. And of course, Lady Denmarie, because she was the one to lead this on and because she's one of the queen's lady in waiting, mm -hmm. people come to her to get their answers. Yeah. While she is mourning. She wants solitude, 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 but yeah, yeah she's not getting it. Yeah, which is really unfortunate. Yes. I want to talk about Lady Denmarie's Burry's son. Oh my goodness. The yes. affirmation. First of all, he's so cute. So cute. So, so, so cute. So but cute. the affirmation when she, and this is something that Lady Denver is very good at because she did that for, was it the Duke? Because in Bridgerton, the first was, I think, Simon. I think it's the Duke. Okay. She was the one to also affirm him because when he was little, he spoke with a stutter. Mm. And because of that, he did not have a good relationship with his father. Okay. So when I think when the father passed, I, I, I can't, you know, really be sure, but I think at one point she took him on and she was the one to affirm him so that he, he became the Duke that we've seen and loved in season one of Bridgerton's story. Okay. Okay, so Lady Bridgerton, obviously it is her gift. So she affirmed- Lady Danbury, you mean? Lady Danbury, sorry. Okay. Yeah, just making sure. I just wanna keep making sure I'm following. No, 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 that's good. I like that you, that you do that. Okay. Lady Danbury, she's very good with affirmation. Mm -hmm. And she did that for her own son when she talked to him and, and say, what did she say, Gary? Because it was beautiful. Well, she, first of all, she said to him who he was. Mm -hmm. She also told him where he came from. Yeah. And she also reminded him of what the people of that part, this is who we are, this is what we do, we win. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. It was so powerful. And he was he just was listening so attentively to everything she said. And you could see him growing taller and taller as she was saying it. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. He is and and she's such a beautiful, <laughs> such a beautiful boy. Well played. And then when they went to, was it the court? Where did they go for him to? I think she was going to prove that there was an heir. But well, she, the thing is, she talked, she talked to him in the carriage first okay. yeah. to tell him, okay, we need you to do your duty because yes. it's a very strong word, but this is 
what many cultures believe. Yeah. I need you to do your duty. And then she went to introduce him. And this is the thing. She went to introduce him to Lady Augusta. Mm-hmm. And then as Lord Debbery. Yes. The next in line. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as Lady Augusta was going to say, happy to meet your acquaintance, Lord. Yes. And then you had Lord Beauty said, well, that has not been decided. Decided yet. yet. Yes. <laughs> and then after that, that's when Lady Debbery affirmed his son, her son. And yeah. she, he was talking, did I do my duty right, Father? Yes. Yes. Oh, so so thank you. So we see the solicitor came and Lady Denbury does not have, does have, she doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. That went like she's left with nothing because her husband was trying to keep appearances mm-hmm. and really use the money that he had to continue to uphold his, his status, yes. status in the town. That's what he did. So she's left with nothing. So she has to fend for herself. I felt like Brimsley and Reynolds' relationship were, was deteriorating mm-hmm. because they didn't see eye to eye because of you know what they have sworn to because they sworn to the crown. Each and every one of them, they had their own duty to fulfill. So that brought something between them or a distance. Um, of course, we also felt while George is being still being tortured, mm-hmm. then we felt the pain of Charlotte. You know, when, when her brother was there, they were having dinner. And then at one point, Lady Augusta said to Charlotte, congratulations, you have done your duty. Mm-hmm. You're carrying the king. Uh, you don't even have to see my son if you do not want or to. I know it. Until the next time he needs you. <laughs> another, another year, yes. Oh, okay. And was it was it the prince? Was it her? Lady, oh, sorry. Lady Augusta, was, which is did the, she, the dowager was, princess. Yes, yes. Did she um, say that she was going to move in? <laughs> well, she she was already moved in at the time. At the time, okay. Yeah, she said she was going to move in after Charlotte was with the doctor when they realized that she was pregnant. Yes. And and so they wanted to announce it, announce it. And then she said, not before the, the quickening. Do you know what the quickening is? No, I had no idea what that was. It seems like the quickening is the first time that the baby turned. Oh, it seems like the in your belly, the baby, there's a point that it, it turns. Okay. So this is the quickening. So before that happens, we're not going to share it to the world. Oh, just in case any miscarriage. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that, that's what I, I understood from it. So George continues to be tor- tortured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we see that, yes, Le- Queen Charlotte is in pain. And so much so that this is the first time we've seen her being angry. We've seen her scream. We've seen her, you know, do what she needed to do, but we've never seen her cry. Yeah. The first it's, time we saw Charlotte cry. It was, and this whole episode of Gerda was so sad. Honestly, everybody's pain, you could feel it. And it was palpable. I yeah. just, I, like I sent you a message, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is too much. It was like, oh, it was yes. really hard to watch. Yes, and what was beautiful, and again, that was a parallel because what was beautiful was the fact that Brimsley, it felt like Brim, because he put his hand up when Charlotte stopped, as they were walking, Charlotte stopped and now she was crying and then she, you know, she wiped her tear. But as she was still stopped, Brimsley was there for her. Mm-hmm. He put his hand up, almost like to hold her. It was such a, be- and they were not close because he's always five steps behind. Yeah, exactly. That was so beautifully done because you could, it's like holding the space. It really felt like this. And, and it was, oh, that really touched me a lot. So the parallel, okay. 
with when King George was at the table waiting for Charlotte and he was having a episode, yeah. Yes. And Reynolds saw his hand trem tremble. Mm -hmm. He touched his shoulder. Shoulder, yeah, to Sam here. Both yes. of them have each like have their their charges uh, back. Oh, it, it was it's really powerful the loyalty that is here. I tell you, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been tough. It's also, been tough. you know, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Gerda, because again, it's all flowing together. But when Ronald Reynolds is torn to speak up against the doctor's treatments, he's, you know, he's like, am I crossing a line? But yet he feels it's his duty. Yeah. And it was just, you know, you really see that loyalty, that friendship again going back to what we we're saying but yet not crossing that line mm -hmm. yes because crossing that line <laughs> i believe that reynolds okay so reynolds has sworn to the i'll say institution mm -hmm. so i'm assuming that when you get hired you know that you report to the institution. You do what the institution tells you to do. Okay, let's say that's the way. Mm -hmm. You might be friend with the person, but you serve the king, but you also respond or you follow what you need to follow as rules. I think that's what it is. Makes sense. And that's what makes it even harder. Mm -hmm because we all know it's not black and white. <laughs> we all know that, really. And that's, that's really what is hard. And I think very well done in the sense that they showed this in the relationship between Reynolds and Brimsley. Yes. So we also see that uh, Violet and Lady Denbury the gardens moment, of course, it was Garden of Bloom in Bloom. So we they had their conversation, they they talked about it. <laughs> but we also know that there's something hanging, because this is in present day, there's something hanging because we know what happened between Lady Denbury and Violet's father. Very true. Okay. So in this, I have to say something because I've heard many things. And I don't know about you. Tell me what, if you were in Violet's position, what would you have expected from Lady Denbury? Would you have expected that Lady Denbury tell you the truth about the fact that you were with her father? No, I don't think so. Because again, I think, first of all, it was... As okay, like I, I try to put myself in perspective. If it's something to do with my parents, who am I to say anything? So now, of course, they're grown and they're equals, let's call it. So they're having a conversation, but still, there's that separation, and you have to respect somebody's privacy to their relationship, but they'll share what they want to. But I wouldn't have expected it, I don't think. How about you? Well, <laughs> this is so funny to me. And the reason I ask is because I know, for example, I know that you are younger than me. So yeah. therefore, that's why I wanted to have that perspective. And this is a way I can say it. The, the adult business back in the days, no children had a say in it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So whatever happens between two adults stayed between two adults. It doesn't matter if. I, as a child or as a younger person, becomes your friend. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened with you, with another adult, yeah. your business. Absolutely. And again, is that how you feel as well? Your thought process? Or did you feel yeah. different? Absolutely. Okay. To, me, <laughs> to me, it wasn't even a question. Yeah. But I've seen out there many people questioning it. Many people were like, were like, okay, and they're not going to have that conversation? Like Violet is, you know, like Lady Denbury had plenty of time to explain to Violet that she had something with her father. And I'm like, why? And why would she hurt Violet? Because again, that was her family. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah, I, it wouldn't make sense to me. 
So because I've heard so many people say that, oh my gosh, this is not right. I would want to know. She had a lot of, she had, a, and I'm thinking, okay, but I don't understand this because I'm like, what happened between Violet's dad and Lady Denbury? Obviously Lady Denbury is older than Violet. Yes. So what happened between Violet's dad and Lady Denbury? I don't know what it would have served, what purpose that would have hmm. served for them to have that conversation. Yeah. That, that's in my mind, I, I don't get it. And again, it's because I was, I'm kind of ancient. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we were brought up the same way and that, that's the same mindset. So yeah. <laughs> so, but a lot of people out there are saying like, oh my gosh, this is not good. I really wouldn't want to be in that relationship because you know, this. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe it's me. But yeah, it's not the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. And then so, just before we come to the end of that episode, what do we see? Charlotte goes in. Save the day. Yes. <laughs> when yes. she said, listen, you know what, what surprised me is that she even had to say it twice. Mm-hmm. Tie the king. Like as I I as a queen, I have to say this two times. For you to finally move. What's what's up with that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and the doctor just thought that, like, who are you? You're, you're nobody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, uh, I would not advise it. Well, I really don't care what you would advise or not. I'm going to... And this is interesting, again, to see. Because I'm thinking there must be... Okay, there's the king. And I'm assuming there would be the queen right after the king. No? Yes, but I think again it goes to that gender piece, right? Men, patriarch, they're they don't have to listen to women despite it being the queen. Because again, you think about it. Again, in patriarch systems, the king has power. And the queen, unless there's no king, doesn't have the say as same way in their minds. In but here she stood strong, and honestly, I thought this was one of the best representations of true love and going to any lengths to protect your husband. Yes. Yeah. And you know, as I was listening to you just now, I realized this is a game of chess. Yeah, so true. Because the queen hmm, is the one who's going to protect the king mm-hmm. on, in a game of chess. Yes, absolutely. So that was a brilliantly played game of chess. <laughs> wonderful nice analogy love it yeah but it was it was yeah I love that scene that I was just like first of all yay get rid of that fool yes (laughs) and you know she she showed her love her absolute love for George Mm -hmm. and yeah that's the way it ends I tell you Gerda this was an emotional full vibrant episode i say vibrant not with necessarily fun excitement i think but there was humor as you mentioned with the garden analogies that friendship the loneliness the pain all of it intertwined into this beautiful tapestry and yet i'm exhausted after i watched it exhausted it is it is because it's a lot of emotions Mm. um you know as we had talked before about it why is it like a subject that is so taboo yes you know and it's not only the subject of sex that is taboo, it's mm-hmm. the subject of women and what we go through that is taboo. Because yes. when we think about it, in our society, we don't even, we talk, we brush off, brush off or on, I don't know what's the word, about menopause. How many times do we talk about this subject? Like we oh. don't talk about it. And no. yet everybody is going through heat <laughs> as we go through menopause, but we're not talking about no, it. No, because it's that's so not what you're talking about. Or, yes. Yeah. So that's why I felt that conversation was well, you know, they did it very well. And it was mm-hmm. also important that they did. Absolutely. And again, that the creative writing and portrayal of uh, yeah, everything was just beautifully orchestrated in such a way to get all the today's topics to the forefront, but through a story from, mm-hmm. you know, centuries mm-hmm. ago. Yes. It was beautiful. Yes. Yes. And now we are at the segment of what do we need to take another look at? Uh I think it is so important that 
we can have so many different elements in our life happening at once, pain, loneliness, humor, love, and strength all together. And it can be very confusing and very emotional and exhausting, as I mentioned. But every one of us goes through that. So we need to take a step back and reflect and see what's happening in our lives currently and digest and sit with the emotions, sit with the pain, the loneliness, the excitement, the fear, any of the feelings we have. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I concur. I will, I, I will piggyback on that to say what, when life is throwing us lemons, as we like to say, I feel like it is, we need to sit with it a bit to understand what is going on. And sometimes sitting with it means you Netflix, because that's what you need to do in the moment. Yeah. You play games because this is what you need to do in the moment. Mm -hmm. You read books if that's what you need to do in the moment. You do things to take care of yourself and also realize that as you're going through this, because this is what this is what life is, okay? As you're going through this terrible time of transition, it is a time of transition because this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. Realize that all of this is part of it. And you also need to know you need to have a friend or at least a network of people who are there for you. And you also need humor or at least something fun for you to do. So important. Very wise words, Gerda, because I think, yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting too that a Netflix series that is fiction based on history uh, can bring so much Mm -hmm. wealth of knowledge and insight to our everyday life in 2023. Yes, absolutely. And again, Queen Shonda, is a master at what she does. Yes, 100%. So, until next time, Melanie. Take another look. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.